Uh, and that's a sign that the tank is full. Scooby-Doo, where are you? <laughs> well, the years start coming and they don't stop 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 coming Hello and welcome to a brand new season of Anogre it's ogre i'm your usual host will and join me as per usual is my good buddy matt serafini how you doing matt we're back baby yeah we're back uh and we also Looney have Tunes now- back in action yeah not not the movie we picked this year but we almost did. we'll talk about that in a little bit uh i also want to introduce our other guests or not our other guests our other host excuse me chris sheridan how you doing hello how does it feel to be back for another hopefully full season of podcast i've been looking forward to this all week oh nice that's good to hear that's wholesome yeah i mean i uh i guess we shouldn't delay the inevitable anymore so uh let's see first chances year are, we did tr- oh, yeah go ahead what was it i was gonna say no chances worries. are if they're listening to this they've already seen what the movie is but but go right ahead and do the full... well you, you never know you're you right never know. you're absolutely maybe someone just put this on blindly yeah <laughs> okay so season one Shrek, as the title of our podcast might suggest. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they, they know the title of our podcast, but don't know the episode titles. Sure. Anyway, season two, Cat in the Hat. Season three, Garfield the Movie. Bad. So we were like, what's going to be season four? Are we even going to do a season four? Because it wasn't a bit last year when we were talking about, like, is this the last season? Like, we generally didn't know if we were well, going to yeah, Before we started the last season, you had said that this was only ever going to be three years. Right, that's the thing, yeah, I wasn't expecting to go for years on this, but, um, you know, we talked about it, and then we also had our finale last year, where we we did a little bit about it, and then ultimately we decided, you know, let's do a fourth season. We're I, we fun. weren't really why, done. Why yeah, stop that's a good I mean. thing? Right, I mean, that's that's my logic, I think, is if it ever got to be a chore, I think that's when I'd want to end this, and mm-hmm. it hasn't gotten to that point. I've enjoyed you guys' company, uh-huh. I think we've been, we've been producing a fun episode, or a fun podcast, I mean. So, uh, yeah, we got to season four and we were talking about different options. I think in the op- or in the episode we were talking about uh, like Space Jam. Uh, yeah, I, I do think it is funny that the movie that we picked is straight up not mentioned at all. <laughs> right. Yeah, because we decided afterwards. But I was yeah. trying to remember, what were some of the ones we threw around? Like Space Jam. Space uh, Jam. Mario Brothers. Osmosis Jones. Did you throw him? Osmosis oh, Mario Brothers you said in the chat, though, not in the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay. Mario Brothers. Um, um, yeah. I think I... Loosely mentioned the mask at one point, but that was after we decided what to uh, do for the season. But yeah, we had a couple options. Yeah. I think the big um, ones were Osmosis the- Jones, Space Jam, Looney Tunes Back in Action. Um, yeah. That might have been it. There was another one, but I forget what it is. And obviously all the sequels to the movies that we've done before. Right, yeah. That's- uh, mm-hmm. Including The Grinch. I mean, I guess that's not really a sequel, but same thing to the cat yeah. and hat. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, we decided we did a cat movie for the last two years. This season, we're going to go to the dogs. So we filled in the gap between, uh, was it 2001, 2003, with a 2002 film called Scooby-Doo. Obviously based on the Hanna-Barbera property of the same name. Directed by Raja Gosnell, I believe that's his name. And then yep, uh, written, at least in part, by James Gunn. Uh, who I guess is a little more recognizable now than he was at the time the movie was being made. So... Uh, yeah, it's it's a, um, I guess a... It's weird that they yeah. gave 
um, James Gunn this script because this was pre Marvel James Gunn right. and like this is he, trauma. He hadn't, James Gunn. This is yeah. This is trauma. James Gunn. He hadn't done anything yet to sh- that, as far as I know, to show that he well, had family friendly um, uh, writing chops. But of course, this did start out as a much more um, yeah risque uh, screenplay. Well, I do know at one point he wrote a film adaptation of Spy vs Spy, which I don't know if that would have been a kid film, but no. I don't think because Spy vs Spy as a comic wasn't kid friendly at all. Yeah, it was a mad. Uh, comic thing which i don't know i mean Mad maybe that yeah. convinced him because like you said this was eventually originally going to be a somewhat more risque pg-13 r-rated yeah i think it was an r-rated basically parody of scooby-doo with this cast yeah mm-hmm. which makes sense as far as like why james gunn would initially be involved mm-hmm. but yeah I, I guess at some point they either got cold feet or they just realized like why are we doing why are we going to make an r-rated scooby-doo movie uh, this is before stuff like the Banana Splits movie comes out. So, What's the Banana uh, Splits movie? It came out last year. It's technically the first R-rated film based on a, a Hanna-Barbera property. Oh. It's based... it's a, it takes the Banana Splits band and it makes them like serial killers. Yeah. Is it good? It's it's a horror movie. No, it's, it's bad. Yeah, it's great. Oh, you liked it? <laughs> it's fun. I didn't like it at all, unfortunately. I thought it was oh, pretty okay. boring for the most part. But I guess we disagree. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> Uh, that's starting right. I admire the, them for the, doing the it. new season yeah. with a contention yeah. right off. The <laughs> <back>. <laughs> oh man! Maybe but, now yeah, I have so, to check it out and make my opinion. I think I guess is the. So solution. I guess before we talk about the film itself, where what is our relationship with Scooby Doo? I know Matt, you probably are the biggest Scooby Doo fan of the three of us, right? That's the show. That's probably safe to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've you know grown up with it a decent bit. You've also, if I'm allowed to say, written. No yeah, we of my yeah. friend Alex and I, who hopefully will join us at some point this year, have a and, and also our friend Anna, who's come on here before, um, has contributed as well. We we wrote a screenplay, and we we still toss it around from time to time for fun. But it's it's a reimagining of Scooby Doo. It, it's basically Scooby Doo meets Scream. Okay, uh, it's, nice. it's called Zoinks. <laughs> so it's kind of like what this was going to be initially, I guess. Uh, but extent, that it seems like extent. this was initially more parody, whereas Zoinks is more of a slasher, like okay, genuine so played like, straight. Like kind of like what Riverdale is, I guess. Like no, less, like, Riverdale's a lot more pulpy. Um, okay. Than this is, um, but it, I do think that in a post Riverdale world is where this script could actually like exist. Fair enough. Um, like likely it or so, not, as it may be. But yeah. But, but in, in order to write that though, I steeped myself deeply in like Scooby Doo history. Uh, like mm-hmm. basically every minor character in that script is named after a villain from the original series. Yeah. Um, it, it, we had a lot of fun with it. Sure. And if any Hollywood producers are listening, I'm sure <laughs> you guys would like to sell that script at some point. So sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, Chris, what's your relationship with Scooby Doo? Assuming you have one. I'm a slightly more than casual fan. Um, I didn't really grow up with too many cartoons, um, so I'd only really watch it when I was at somebody else's house. Um, but I, I did enjoy the series and kind of, I, I liked, there was a very um, comforting rhythm to every episode, mm-hmm. if that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I get that. I mean, there was a kind of repetitious style to it that I guess was kind of comforting in its own way. Like, you, mm-hmm. you knew what you are going to get with each episode, for better or for worse, I feel. Um, yeah. I um formula. Yeah, I and I I will also just say I wasn't obsessed with Scooby Doo as a kid as much as I was with say Garfield. Um sure. 
but I did enjoy the show and my brother was actually really into it. So it was kind of like his thing that I also just was a fan of. Um, and I, I will say my like formal dive into Scooby-Doo was more as a, as a young adult, um, late teenager, whenever we were like first planning zoning. So I got a lot more into it during that time. So if if that makes any sense. It does, I think. I mean, I'll say I'm kind of closer, I guess, to Chris than you are, Matt. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm somewhere between casual and, like, more than casual fan of it. I mean, yeah. at least as a kid. I haven't really kept up with anything they've done recently besides, like, seeing, like, that clip of John Cena appearing in <laughs> Scooby-Doo for whatever reason. Uh, I mean, I haven't kept up with any of the new movies. I've heard some of them pretty good. Um, some of them are not supposed to be good, apparently. They're pretty hit or miss. That's what I figured. I mean, it's like anything with, like, Panna-Barbera, I suppose, so um but yeah i mean i i remember watching the show a decent bit the original 60s one and then i've seen this movie quite a few times as a child i didn't even really realize it until i was rewatching this film like how many times i've seen it yeah i uh, yeah same i would also just like to point out i apologize that i i feel like i'm hogging but um i didn't realize because i was such a casual fan as a kid uh when i saw this movie i didn't realize how much of a parody of like the original that it really is I kind of just saw it as this is Scooby Doo, <laughs> and so yeah. for a while this was like my view of what Scooby Doo was. Yeah, which is absolutely yeah, which is probably why they didn't divulge into the R-rated version. I have yeah. to imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know the exact like what happened there. I'd be very curious to read about it, but I mean, yeah, yeah it seems like I don't know. I guess they're in that weird place where it's like it was an old enough property that could be parodied in that way, and that like it has like you know people who were kids when it was on being but adults. they were still making new but stuff they're still yeah kids. yeah right. <laughs> what new scooby-doo was on i think at the time this was being made right that's what i mean so it was like kind of in that weird like position where it can't it can't really be that mm-hmm. without like getting some parents upset and stuff like that definitely so, definitely yeah we should tweet at james gunn and see if he's got a, any any um sources for like uh reading material on that whole situation maybe mm-hmm. i mean I know, Matt, you have a, one of these scripts that I've read as well. I, yeah, an earlier draft of it. Um, yeah, that which you see me later on, like, but not, but pretty different than what we got here. It's been a few years since I've read it, but I, I seem to recall the villain being Don Knotts in that one. Yeah, Don Knotts was the villain, which is why they referenced him in that one scene here. And then also, like, Mary Jane's not in it at all. Is that right? The character Mary like Jane. I said, yeah, Mary Jane's not in it. Yeah, if I recall correctly, she's not in it. So she was pretty... I'm, I'm assuming she was added in pretty late, which you can kind of tell, I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I guess what leads us into our film here, and uh, it seemed like from talking to you guys earlier that you guys uh, are more in the vein of where we were with Cat in the Hat than any of the other films we talked... Or I guess maybe even Trek, I don't know. Where you guys, I think, seem to unironically like this movie a decent bit. Yeah, yeah, a decent bit is the safe word there. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're not willing to call it a good film like Shrek, but a better no, film definitely than not. the other two films we've done. Is that where you? It's the, I, to be easily better than Garfield. Yeah, for sure. And Cat in the Hat was was kind of more of a Stockholm syndrome type situation <laughs> for me. Sure. So after watching it like over a dozen times, I just became enamored with it. Um, whereas with Scooby Doo, I'm like, you know what? I kind of forgot. How this was kind of a fun movie. Yeah, this don't get me wrong. This definitely has some like pretty bad parts that I'm like checking my watch. I'm pretty bored. Some, but yeah, 
I said some, uh, but I know, the I know. Fun... I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> the parts that I like and the parts that I think are fun, I think are like really fun. I think, and I also think mm-hmm. it's at its best when it's like cartoony and, um, sure. the relationship between Shaggy and Scooby, I think they like is what saves it. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so it's weird. Like I, like I said, I watched this movie a lot as a kid. I remember enjoying it fine. Like not loving everything about it, but thinking it was okay. Uh, and that's basically how I felt when I rewatched the film like a year and a half ago when I, I after I read that script that we were talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, this time around, I did not like this movie at all. Oh, uh, <laughs> I actually preferred Garfield the movie over this watching it. This oh, time. oh, what wow. are you nuts? I just I mean, here's the thing. Like the things that are good in this movie are really good. Mainly the casting. Like mm-hmm. I agree with you that uh, I mean, we all. I mean, I don't think anyone listening to this uh, doesn't know how good Matthew Lillard is as Shaggy. I mean, he's right. been playing the part up until this new movie for a reason because he just, you know, that was amazing casting and he did a great job with the part. I and do I agree believe you. he'll I think his... continue to play that role in like sure. the TV stuff. And I hope he does. Yeah, he's I still mean, in the animated yeah, stuff. I hope he does because he's really good in the part. And he clearly has a lot of reverence for this property and all that stuff. And I think I agree with you that he has really good chemistry with the animated Scooby Doo in this. And mm-hmm. I think. That helps to kind of go over some of the hurdles with what. Yeah. Uh, Not everybody uh, can act against a CG character, and he he does a very good job with it. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's it, so weird that 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 is is good because Roger Gosnell is not, in my opinion, a very good director of mm-hmm. actors. Is that who directed this? He's not. Yeah, he also yeah. did the Smurfs, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, the Smurfs movies. He uh, did uh, Show Dogs from two years oh, ago. Oh yeah, I never got around to seeing that, but um, it's basically not, like yeah, don't see it. It basically all like if you could just think of a lot of like mediocre to bad family movies, he probably directed three of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Which uh, it's kind of funny that they he did Smurfs because there's a Smurfs reference in this. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I mean, and obviously, I think Linda Cardinelli is that her name? Linda Cardellini who put. Carlini, 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 who played uh, Velma. Yeah, Uh, she's good. She was fantastic as well. I think and pretty underrated as well. I feel like her performance gets overlooked a lot, even though she's really good in this. Mm -hmm. Um, The the casting is uniformly excellent. I Um, mean, Freddie Prince Jr. is like fine, but he does like there's not really a lot that you need to do for Fred. Yeah, exactly. Fred, Fred has no character, never really has, except for in a pup named Scooby-Doo where he's like pompous. Um, Yeah. And like, I but lately, so, yeah. the later cartoons have have given him because that's the whole thing is in the original show, they really are all just all stereotypes. Like Shaggy is just the the um, hippie kind of. I'm trying to think. Beatnik. He's the beatnik. Um, yeah. Velma is the smart one. Fred is the leader, and Daphne is there. Um, and so then the move became Daphne's going to become like the fighter. And, and that kind of mm-hmm. be- sort of is, is now the norm for her a little bit. Uh, but lately they've made Shrek or not Shrek. <laughs> Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Freudian slip. Lately they've made Fred the uh, dumb one kind of a little bit. He like he's just yeah. totally yeah. focused on the traps. Uh, there's the best Scooby-Doo series, in my opinion, was a few years ago. It's called Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. It actually just came to Netflix, I believe. So everyone should check that out. Um, but it's, it's a two season show that is basically the closest thing Scooby-Doo gets to becoming like an actual show. <laughs> like there's continuity through the episodes and it had, there's a great overarching mystery throughout the whole thing. Um, and all of like the small things, like it, it's the closest it becomes to a serialized TV show basically. 
um, that's not just Monster of the Week. Uh, but yeah. in that one, Fred Daphne likes Fred and the Harlem Globetrotters. Don't forget the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> also make. They're not monsters at all. They're they're friends. <laughs> that's from the new Scooby Doo mysteries, I think. Um, okay, but. Yeah, Sh- Shrek. Sh- Why do I keep saying Shrek? Cause it's because I'm mixing Shaggy and Fred, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, but uh, Fred, they just have, he's like totally enamored with traps in that series, which is, and he like, to the point that he doesn't even notice Daphne, which is funny. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm rambling again. <laughs> okay. Uh, but no, I was just going to say that, uh, I don't know, because I don't know what it is, because I, like I said, any other time I've watched this movie, or not any other time, but most of the times I've watched this, I've thought it's perfectly fine, but I just found this to be a real slog to sit through this time. Uh, and I think it's mostly just because I, I think I was so focused on the stuff that actually worked that I was more focused on the things that don't work in this, and there's like a lot of jokes that just don't work in this. And yeah. uh, it's also just like a really dirty movie, like even compared to like The Cat in the Hat. I agree Like with we were that. saying off the air, like it's just like a really, really horny movie in a way that like I think... The cat in the hat is more fascinatingly bad in like mm-hmm. its miscalculations. Like that's fair. Yeah. Why would anyone put this in the like a family movie? Whereas like in this movie, like all the stuff that shouldn't be in there just stands out as just being kind of overly crude in a way that I found uh, not very appealing to me. Sure. Like it just seemed like it's, damned- it's just such a movie that's at odds with itself as far as what tone and what style and like what type of comedy wants to do and all that. Yeah, the dirty humor really stands out. As, the, those jokes stand out as like relics of an earlier um, PG yeah. thirteen slash R version of the script. Yeah. It feels very early two thousands. Definitely, like um, even down to one Sugar joke Ray. that stood out. <laughs> one joke that stood out to me was, um, or not a joke, even a, a comment is, um, is uh, Scrappy tells Fred that he doesn't have the scrote. Does he really say scrote. that? Yeah, he does. He says scrote. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, there's a. Lot I can't remember if it was Fred or Scrappy that said it, but yeah, it's during the Scrappy flashback. I, no, I think it's an era yeah. It, no, you're you're right. It is Scrappy that says that you don't have the scrope for this job. That's what he says. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff in this. Like we were talking about, like uh, Fred makes a reference to being turned on by Velma. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like when he's in Daphne's body, he says he can look at himself naked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like very horny for the, uh, the body switch, which I will say um, I always I mean, no matter if it's in bad movies, like I always love a good body switch. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and it's a fun. Trip. It made me happy. And it made me uh, excited to see a movie that actually takes advantage of it in this film, as opposed to uh, I was just I, like, what was that last month that the Jumanji movie came out? Yeah, I and still haven't seen like it. Like the, int- I mean, this isn't a big spoiler, but they they I introduce heard that idea. Switch. Yeah, but they don't they don't do anything with it. And it's like really why introduce like well they do like one scene where like two characters switch. Well, what but do they like, do with it in this one really? Besides that, I can look at myself. They all switch. Naked. Oh, yeah, like okay, there's that scene where they all switch. Oh, do they not I mean, all they all switch do a in Jumanji? No, only two. Well, eventually they just all like change into their normal selves. But there's only like mm-hmm. one scene where like two characters become the other person and they like basically do nothing with it and it's just like why introduce it into your movie if you're not gonna do anything with it mm-hmm. i don't get it it's like you're a comedy you can do like if you're just worried about repeating the same thing why not introduce this new idea and do something with i, I digress that's not the movie we're talking about this month um good body year. you're a sucker for a good body swap that's where you were sure uh <laughs> and apparently the guy did a happy death day his next movie is a body swap movie so i'm pretty excited for that hmm. yeah, um, that sounds fun Anyway, 
So, yeah, I just have, I guess, mixed and negative feelings on the film. Hmm. Well, hopefully that... That's fine. Hopefully you'll come around and join Chris Maybe. and I, I on mean, the right side of history. Uh, I do have... Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to point out one thing before we really get into it. Um, is this movie shares uh, one very big similarity with the Cat in the Hat? Okay. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it is the having composer. a cat. Oh, really? It's the what? David Newman. Uh, David Newman scored both movies. Huh. That That's tracks. Yeah. I was. Wondering. I mean, I it makes say, sense when you think about it. I mean, I also say that this movie. Also uh, shares with the Cat in the Hat having really good art direction or production design. Yeah, I was going to say um, that too. Yes, I agree. Movie, it looks really good on this. Like the sets, they really yeah. are very inspired. I mean, the spooky castle. Yeah. The spooky castle they go in. And also the opening set piece. Both both the spooky mm-hmm. castle and the opening set piece feel straight out of the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You cartoon. And I love yeah. that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. And the costume design as well is mm-hmm. really strong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, why you guys, I mean, what are some notes you guys had this time? Like, I'm curious what made this movie stand out for you guys as much as it did, beyond what we already talked about. Chris, I'll um, let you go first. So, I thought, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> all right, yeah, no, that's, I don't that's, have any notes is what um, I was going to say. Okay. Right away, uh, the, the first thing I wrote down is that right away when Scooby takes a bite out of the Warner Brothers logo, the movie makes it clear that it understands scooby-doo better than the garfield movie understood garfield i agree with that and that he eats logos <laughs> it's just like it's, it's like scooby-doo's <laughs> thing is he he loves to eat and he's goofy and then like the movie comes right out of the gate and and there's a bite taken out of the logo and then the and laugh it's like okay this is yeah this is a scooby-doo movie whereas the garfield movie felt like it's like it's trying not to be a garfield movie yeah that's a good way to put it um one thing that I remembered from the original is when the uh, Scooby and Shaggy are skateboarding yes. uh, away from the ghost, and they're scared. But all of a sudden, um, when they go up the half pipe, Scooby Doo is like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I thought that was really good. Um, uh, and again, we've talked about how um, uh, Scooby and Shaggy have really great chemistry um, when they're getting uh, trapped by the food in the. Um, Spooky Castle, mm-hmm. and they're talking yeah. about eating the eating the food, and they're and it's plastic. And Scooby mm-hmm. or Shaggy's like, "You drink out of the toilet," and then Scooby pauses and says, "So do you." Yeah. <laughs> I think that I that didn't like beat that joke is what actually did it. You don't you like, like that it? Joke? Why not? No, I I thought it was bad. I thought it was I thought it was a bad joke. Like I thought it was pretty lame. I mean, I thought it, the joke itself isn't great, but I think the, it's, it's the pause yeah, it's the before he says it. Sure, I yeah. can get behind that. I guess. Um, yeah, I, I will say I like that set piece. Like I thought it was a pretty good horror set piece in this movie, like the yeah. food, like you know, trapping them and that whatever that like weird little arm thing that was coming out of the, like the whatever it was called. I thought that was a fun. Yeah, I was inspired. You know, the set pieces, as I said, are pretty inspired in this film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think I, sorry, our, our just, little non sequiturs uh, in the movie that I th- what? Oh, I was just I was gonna just throw out. I think that the fact that in certain scenes having Scooby be practical helps. Like, for example, mm. whenever they're Daphne's like sitting, it's, it's a stupid joke, but when she's underneath his butt and like the tail is on her head and stuff at the beginning of the movie, uh, it, it makes him feel more real, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, I agree. 
Go ahead with your next. Uh, just like other, other little non sequiturs in the movie, like where um, Dabney's asking this guy that's wearing a big, he's like a, got a skull costume. He's like, "You seen any weirdos around here?" He's like, "Oh no," <laughs> and it's like, it's stuff like that. I, I also remembered um, the uh, the bald shaman guy. Yes, um, who was t- giving the? He looks like um, he looks like. Um, uh, uh, what's his, uh, Billy Zane, kind of? A little bit. Sure. Yeah. I, I remembered his speech verbatim. Which one? When he was delivering it. I was like, oh my god, I remember this. <laughs> Which speech? The one whenever, during the what? ceremony with the holograms toward the beginning. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like whenever Daphne says, I know how to handle this guy. Hey, you! What are you doing? <laughs> like, I think that's just a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that was funny. Um, uh, and then uh, another joke the, that you didn't like, Will. Call the Coast Guard. What's that? Another joke that Sorry. you didn't like. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about that one. <laughs> uh, the, the the Coast Guard when they call him <laughs> and then the, he hangs up. He's like, "Our friends have been kidnapped," and they both just start laughing. <laughs> I, that one, I thought that was alright. I thought that was pretty good. So very uh, weird. I thought there's a lot was... of. I thought there's a lot of potential for like, you know, like that one video where it's like Darth Vader being rude, where like they like, yeah. it, so it's like. <laughs> I could see something with that where it's like they could do something with this thing where like the guy is like he's laughing and then like stops. And they both stop and, and then he like, keeps yeah, yeah. it on and off again. I could see I see I see mean potential there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it, there there probably is a longer version of that joke that exists, yeah. but they they probably cut it down. Maybe. Um What are you guys opinion on the fart scene? I hate it. Um <laughs> I imagine that's a scene I'm going to go back and forth on a lot. I, I also feel that way. Because at certain times, if I'm in the right headspace, I like it. Right. But, that's where I think I'm at. Because they like, really do commit to it. And you have to appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I, think what really I like... Sends that, go ahead. So you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what really sends that joke home is at the very end when Shaggy's in the suit of armor. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I like that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it sparks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the sound design of that fart inside the armor, yeah. how it reverberates. Yeah, that... yeah, I like that. Well, I don't necessarily yeah, like the whole extended fart scene. I do like the armor for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> that, that, those are my notes. Okay, uh, and Matt, you said you had no notes. Well, I, I was just going to talk about some stuff. Like I don't have anything okay. written. Um, sure, good. I think I like how cute Scooby is in this. Uh, oh, I thought he was an abomination. No, 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 not <laughs> visually, feel... <laughs> not visually, purely in personality. I agree. Oh, he okay. doesn't look yeah. right. I no, think I this agree. movie's yeah. this movie's I mean, biggest even, even visually. What was Go that? ahead, Chris. Oh, even visually, he's an upgrade from Garfield. He's oh nightmare. no, Agreed. I completely disagree. Oh. I thought Garfield was way more visual. Like I thought he like I was telling I'll myself one of my notes is like disagree on this. <laughs> I said I misused the word abomination last season because <laughs> scooby-doo is a real abomination i think he looks fine he looks uh, like I a dog he's awful no um, he does not look like a dog <laughs> <laughs> uh at least he doesn't get the freakishly big eyes that send chills down my spine uh, i think it's mostly because uh, scooby-doo is is that kind of um like over the top cartoonish in the cartoon. Yes. Whereas Garfield has like what five default looks in the comic. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I agree. Yeah, because Scooby at the end of the day is still a dog. He doesn't get up and walk on two legs. So this 
Well, maybe it is a bit well, of Well, he does. Well, yeah, but I mean, he doesn't, not regularly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's not his default stance. Um, like, he, he, like, this feels authentic to the cartoon, whereas he's, for the most of the time, he's down on all fours, he is a dog um, that just happens to be able to talk for some reason. Um, well, I just think that clashes with what is intended to be a live action film, though. Like, it seems like he's, like, very obviously a cartoon character. That, that It just makes me wonder why it was even a live action film in the first place. Yeah, because the whole movie is basically a cartoon itself. Yeah, right. and it's it's at its but best I will when give they it lean that into it, that. Right, that's what there, I mean. There's no times yeah. in which he dances to the Black Eyed Peas, and that's that's cash money in my opinion. I agree with Chris. <laughs> I think that's a very good selling point. <laughs> um, but anyway, what I was initially saying, though, about him being cute, I think in terms of personality, like his relationship with Shaggy, like the, oh, Raggy, you know. And I think... I agree with that. One of the yeah. best, one of the, my favorite, like, maybe not really a big... It's when they're on the plane, which I love how the plane and this is just like a freaking party. Everyone's just yeah. walking around. <laughs> oh, I, but, I have a note that um, like that lady for some reason just has a cat out. Like, yeah, <laughs> I guess they just allowed that. <laughs> That's something you could do. The plane is so like you can tell this movie was made pre nine eleven. I guess like this just was it. It wasn't though. It was, was post nine eleven. Well, it came out post nine eleven, but wasn't it filmed pre nine eleven? Um, Probably not. not. It's already episode one. We're already of... talking about 9-11. Ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> they established that it takes place about... If it takes place in 2002, they say it's mid-May at one point. So it's about eight months post 9-11. Yeah, which... <laughs> I mean, with the special effects, it probably was filmed like yeah, a year beforehand. Maybe around the same time. Um, in any case, um, when Scooby sits you it, down... You think this go... is like a uh, Master of Sky situation where they were filming... <laughs> they had a moment of silence. <laughs> Well, he I was, was literally about to ask that same question. <laughs> I was thinking it too, so I guess it's yeah. good that we're all on the same page on that. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I but apologize. That's that's a terrible digression. Whenever uh, Scooby sits down next to Fred on the plane as Grandma, he just like he sits down and then just goes, "Hello," and it's just like a really cute little hello. And I don't know, it's yeah. the stuff like that that I I really like with Scooby in this. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. But, I will say that that's another one of my favorite bad movie tropes is uh, somebody that's very obviously not a person pretending <laughs> to be a person and just going with <laughs> for it. some reason that that always gets yeah. me for whatever reason. I just love it. It's good. Yeah, it's a specific it's trope. But that, yeah. that and the yeah. uh, three kids stacked on top. Of right. Exactly. It's just it's it's a Vince adult man trope. I just love it. Yeah. Um, we got to talk about Melvin Dew. <laughs> Oh, that, that was a joke I actually thought was pretty good. Okay, good. I was hoping that you would like that one, because yeah. I, I love the Melvin Dude joke. It's just so silly. And I, I had totally forgotten that they call back to it at the, at the end. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that was probably the best laugh I got. Um, yeah. and then Don't the last... you mean Melvin Root? Yeah, it's great. It's good. Um, there's one other thing that I wish to like talk about, which is... And I know it, with with the cat in the hat, we waited until the final month to talk about these. But I think because when I was a kid, I had this movie on VHS, and at the end of it, at the end of like the credits, they played deleted scenes for this movie. So have you guys seen okay. the deleted scenes for Scooby Doo? Uh, if I have, it's been like fifteen years. Well, I, I'm yeah, gonna so assign some homework and recommend that we watch these for next month because the. Uh, original alternate opening sequence for this movie is absolutely fantastic okay i remember it being good but i don't remember what it is so i'm excited to watch that do you want me to tell you what it is or do you yeah, want you can describe it if you well, oh, i know i want to i want to see it okay 
Never mind. Uh, okay, yeah, all right. Spoil, well, sorry. I won't spoil Never what mind. it is, but it's it's just the way that it's done is just it's just terrific. Uh, but it leads it okay. leads right into the um the uh what's it called the oh. Luna Ghost sequence. It leads right into okay. that in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a, it's like an additional cold opening for the cold opening. Yeah, but it, it, with a lot of reverence for the original series that it's sure. parodying, it, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I still believe that they should have left it in. Um, okay. But aside from then, there's there's some other good deleted scenes. Like there's a really good musical number that they cut. Um, honestly, a lot of the deleted scenes I wish they had left in the movie because I, I I do think they enhance it rather than like the cat in the hat just kind of retread the same ground or sure. go mm-hmm. way too far <laughs> in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's probably, I, Oh, I want to, we were talking about performances earlier. I'll just say Sarah Michelle Geller, I think is unfortunately maybe the weak point in the cast. It's either her or Fred. Um, um but I think I in her say... defense, she isn't given like anything to work with in this movie. When, yeah. That's, that's basically where I was at. Was it, I think, Casting wise, Frey Prince Jr. is the weakest. Nothing against yeah. him. I just think yeah. he, like, he just does okay with the part. I think Sarah mm-hmm. Michelle Geller does a good job, but her material is the worst. Yes, of, that, of the five. We're agreed on that. Mm-hmm. Then yes, yeah. So I that's agree, where yeah. I'd I'd stand. Like I just think I think she does a good job with the part. It just that yes. a lot of she gets a lot of the worst jokes. Mm-hmm. With what she has, she's good, but she doesn't have sure. much good. But this was so this was like after Buffy or when Buffy was still going during on? Buffy. Okay, during Buffy. Back half of Buffy. Gotcha. Okay. Because I know she was dating Frey Prince Jr. Well, they're married now. Are they married? Mm-hmm. For, they okay, have Because I know that's time, why... Yeah. Was that? They, they have, they've been married for years, yeah. Okay, good. Well, good for them. I mean, yeah, I know... it's no, very they, sweet. <laughs> I know they got cast in the movie together because they were a couple at the time, so... Mm. I'm glad... I'm glad it worked out. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Um, Yeah. So, what were, what were your other notes? Oh, that was that was all I really have. I think I was gonna turn it over okay. to you. Sure. Um, I only got a handful of them. Um, so they only got Shaggy the musician in this movie because of his name, right? Probably. Uh, I love Shaggy like as the musician, but just like did that's they for just the opening song, right? His... Yeah, Shaggy. Yeah. Um, they um the 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 original. I think he actually does a couple of songs in this, but the alternate opening uses. Shaggy, where are you? Which is a, a different song that he did, which is yeah. like a remix of the original theme song. Yeah, I think he did. He has like a couple songs on the soundtrack. So, right on. um, but speaking of soundtrack, I was not expecting a collaboration between Outkast and Killer Mike. <laughs> that was the best surprise for me at the end. Is that the like, Land of Million Drums? Which song is that? Yeah, it's well, yeah, it's the one that they play. Well, they play it longer during the credits, but. In yeah, the movie, that, it's one they play. It's like, yeah, it's, I think it's what it's called. Yeah, yeah it's land the of one they play. Drums. In the land when of they, a million yeah, drums, there yeah. is always something going right, on. which is the outcast yeah. part. And then, oh, like okay. during the credits, they have Killer Mike doing a rap, and it's just nice. like, whoa, what the heck? Also, like <laughs> Killer Mike in PG mode was like also pretty trippy for me. Sure, but uh, yeah, it just was. And I'm pretty sure there's a music video with like all of them, I which I'm gonna have to correct. watch after this. So it's gonna be like. Uh, I, I'm gonna try to find it so I can do like name a more iconic duo with the uh, Shaggy, uh, or not Shaggy, uh, Scooby Doo with Killer Mike. Killer Mike. <laughs> I think I've seen that video. Uh, I, I just saw there was a video. I, I might have seen it before and forgot about it because I didn't know who Killer Mike was at the time. But um, I, I just that tickles me uh, that that they are involved together and that they have history. 
Um. Anyway, a <laughs> uh, couple other notes. Uh, you remember the part where they where Rowan Atkinson was talking about the sensational appetite for mystery? Yes. Like yeah. When, it seems like there's a joke missing there. Like there should have been like a Scooby or Shaggy like reaction. I was like, appetite, mystery. You know, like something like that. How do we I don't feel know why I'm about Rowan Yoda. Atkinson in this movie? <laughs> Yoda. Does he like him. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think he's okay. I prefer him at the end when he's like the other character than the like Scrappy Doo stand in. Yeah. 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 He's he's chewing the scenery, which is fun, but yeah, I I feel like he's just kind of phoning it in as well. Like if, yeah. if that's possible. I think he's less phoning I, it I in. I think mean, he's yeah. just trying to make something out of nothing. Like he, yeah. there really is nothing to that character. I like when they hint he that he's scrappy whenever you see him scratching. Oh yeah, he scratches the thing, yeah. It's, yeah. Also, like as far as the mystery concerned, like they did a kind of the uh, crappy job as far as establishing Scrappy oh, yeah. Two. Just like yeah, a random flash. Bring him in halfway through the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would have been that much different with what the Don Knotts one would have been. Just like a random one-off joke with him. Which yeah. leads to my other note, which is that uh, Scooby-Doo wasn't neutered when he met Don Knotts. And <laughs> did that party lead to Scooby-Doo being neutered? That's why I want to know. What, 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 I'm not sure I know what you're referring to. Uh... When he comes in, like, screaming after he sees a monster, Scooby-Doo, I mean. Yeah. And uh, Fred's like, you haven't embarrassed me this much since you were licking your beans at Don Knotts' Christmas party. And then like, uh, he has, like, a little reaction shot. Yeah. Beans is a reference to his testicles, Matt. No, I got it. I didn't catch that <laughs> reference to Don Knotts in that joke. Oh, yeah. That, that is also in that script. Uh, so that's a carryover from James Gunn. But, um, yeah. Well, didn't James Gunn that... do the final draft on this? He might have, um, but he did a lot. Of, like, because he, he was like on set. I know that much because there's pictures of him like with the cast on set of this movie. Right. Yeah. Um, our, our goal for this year is to get James Gunn involved, and we'll we'll get him on here for oh, an yeah. interview. Where we will not oh, ask yeah. any Marvel questions. We'll only ask Fair what Scooby yeah. do. Fair enough. That might actually uh, get him involved. I know. That's why I say yeah. we talked about this. We talked about this on the chat, um, but I just wanted to remind everyone that Roger Ebert gave Garfield, Tale of Two Kitties, like, three stars. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this wrote, movie won. That's he why also... he's the goat. <laughs> That's why he's what? That's why he's the goat. <laughs> he also wrote his review of Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, in character In character. Garfield. I Yeah. It's the weirdest review I've ever read. I highly recommend anyone listening to this. Yes. <laughs> go to RogerEbert.com, read the Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties review, because it's nuts. I was It's the weirdest unsettled. review it's a very so on Wikipedia, review. on Wikipedia, James Gunn has the exclusive screenplay credit. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, he gets credited for. It. I just don't know how much of the material is his. Like, I'm sure True, there was yeah. like, I'm sure there are other writers that were involved, and like, I know he said like, this isn't my final like version. Of, this isn't exactly what I wanted, but it bought me a house, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, a couple of last notes, real quick. Uh, Velma's love interest has a terrible goatee. Just throwing that oh, out there. I, those cowards won't let her date Shaggy, or a woman. Oh yeah, that's fair. well. I was gonna say the woman. I, I think would be more accurate. But, well, it was two thousand two, uh, so yeah. Before, we'll yeah, give it. We'll, it we'll, wasn't very progressive. I'm I'm more forgiving of that. But there's no there's no reason she couldn't have dated Shaggy. Um, <laughs> at least that was what kid me thought. Yeah, I don't. Know. I never I really thought about them as a. I never I thought of them as a couple. <laughs> I guess I, I I like them being platonic friends personally. I agree. But, I um, agree. 
these days I agree uh, with that. I mean, in my script sure. with Alex, um, they're twin siblings. Fun fact. Uh, don't spoil it too much. It, it's an opening. <laughs> it's an opening uh, reveal. Yeah. <laughs> sure, fair enough. Um, Scooby-Doo believes in God or some form of higher being. Uh, when he finds the hamburgers, he puts his hands up in a uh, prayer formation. And he's like, thank you. And so, <laughs> so he believes in some higher being. So he's a religious figure. Um, is it canon based on this movie that Scooby, Scooby-Doo's Scooby name is Scoobert? Uh, probably. Implying that it's like Bobby. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Okay. I, I believe his full name is Scoobert Doo. Right. <laughs> I just didn't know if that, was, if that was established before or if that's something the movie established. Um, I think it was established before, actually. Okay, fair enough. And then, uh, this is a big plot hole, but I have to address it. So, the movie has that scene where they're riding the motorbike, the motorcycles or whatever, the motorbikes, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Isla Fisher, Mary Jane, gets hit by the tree. Oh, then, that, like, that scene like, freaks me out. I do not like that. I will say that is the one part of this movie that I think I fully hate. <laughs> okay, but she's revealed to be, like, a monster in a human form. Yes. And, like, Scooby-Doo calls it out, and they have a fight, and then, like, he goes to save them. Then at the end of the movie, she's just revealed to be a human. No. Or, like, they just never call back to that. Is yeah, it Like, do. she's just... They show her soul go back into her body. Okay, fair enough. But, like, what happened there? What, did you the, even the watch thing? this movie? I did. But, like, <laughs> I don't She's still, the same as the... all the other people who get possessed. Okay, fair enough. D- nobody else nobody else has the stretchy face and stuff. Well, yeah, the, that's what I mean. Nobody else get... gets smacked in the face with a tree branch at 40 miles an hour. Okay. That's true. So, I just mean that, like, so they, they, they suffer no permanent damage from if they're in guess, the monster. Yeah, that's... I agree that's with that. more, the, that's the more way what I was trying to get was, it. The way I saw it is they're basically using the humans as a skin suit. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And whenever she gets smacked in the face of the branch, it like unaligns the skin suit. And so she just has to put it back. But yeah, it is. I think they went too stretchy with it, which is why I don't like it. But yeah. you could argue that's more cartoony. So yeah. It kind of contradicts your point. No, doesn't contradict it. I like the cartoony stuff. I didn't like that cartoony thing. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I I misspoke. I apologize. <laughs> um, also, I was gonna say that um, those monsters when I was a kid they terrified me. <laughs> they look so bad. I, it's now no secret. Bad, but, it's yeah. no secret that this movie's worst, um, I think, aspect is its CG because it leans too heavily yeah. on the CGI. It was two thousand. Mm-hmm. They're like. We could just use yeah, it's the same to make things. Exactly. It's the same issue as Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Well, yeah. not the same exact issue, but some of them. didn't say exact. Yeah. Sorry. Fair enough. I, I keep misspeaking for you. I apologize. It's okay. No worries. All right. But those are uh, all my notes. I'll just... I have one more, like, thought, which is just to compare this movie to its sequel, Monsters Unleashed, because I feel like we're not really ever going to talk about that, so I just... Yeah, I address. don't really remember it too well, so you'll have to... Um... I rewatched both of these movies about a year and a half ago, I want to say. Yeah, I've heard that the sequel's more in the vein of like a traditional Scooby-Doo movie. That was my yeah. big... The big takeaway is that this does feel like a follow-up to the original series. Um, like, as of, at the end... Of, if, if you imagine that at the end of the series, the opening events of this movie take place and they break up, and then get right. back together a couple years later. That like it like follows that logic. Whereas the second movie is a lot more like just a. It's it's actually incidentally similar to how the SpongeBob movie and then the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water relate to SpongeBob. Whereas I feel like the first movie of SpongeBob is like the ultimate SpongeBob movie, 
it's like a good ending to the whole series, sort of. Whereas Sponge Out of Water is more just like nine episodes of SpongeBob in a row that have continuity with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed is a lot more in the vein of the original show. They bring back a whole lot of the monsters and it like uses the show's history um, and, and kind of treats it as if it's just a continue. That's more of like a continuation of the series where this is like almost a sequel to it, which is kind of backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like monsters unleashed quite a bit. I like monsters unleashed more than this movie. I think, and I think it's safe I do. to say, yeah, I do too. Although I think this one's more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for a I month. really don't. Go yeah, ahead, Will. I don't know. I mean, I was just gonna say I I just really don't remember Monsters Unleashed too well, so I can't say yeah. which one I prefer of the other. I've well, seen this one a lot. Just to throw this out. Reason. Yeah. Just to throw this out as an idea, uh, and we don't have to do this by any means, but Will, um, if mm-hmm. if maybe one month, if we're looking for something interesting to do, we can also watch Monsters Unleashed and discuss that. I know we haven't done that with any of the other movies that have sequels, right. but hey, it's season four, baby. We're we're in a new trio, <coughs> new trilogy. Yeah. Uncharted territory. <laughs> Uncharted territory, uh, baby. Yeah, there you go. There you Smoking. go. Smoking. All right. Uh, anything else anyone has said before we can wrap this up? Um, the closing credit sequence where they're eating the hot peppers is way funnier than I remember. Yeah, it's a good scene. It just doesn't fit really anywhere else. It doesn't fit. Yeah, it's like they filmed it just for fun and they <laughs> dropped it in there. Like I just liked um, how like Scooby Doo has like a has a, a nine alarm going off. Um, Point of the, and then he, after he has his whole meltdown, he says it was good, and they get two more. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not. And, <laughs> and they, like, toast the jars of peppers mm-hmm. and, and, like, pour them all down. And then smoke comes out of the mm-hmm. windows of the restaurant. Again, very cartoony. It works. Will, I yeah. take your silence as you're not as big of a fan of this scene. Uh, I have no strong feelings on this scene. <laughs> I was just happy the movie was over. <laughs> I will say this uh, movie feels I, I longer that, than uh, it is. Yeah, it does feel longer than it is. I, I have to agree with that. That's um, true, yeah. But, yeah, anything else before we wrap up? Uh, I hope that it grows on you, Will. Me too. Maybe. I hope so, too. I mean, that's something I've always wanted for these movies, and surprisingly, I feel like... Yeah, because I've always like wanted one movie to be like consistently changing in my thoughts throughout the mm-hmm. season, and I just haven't really had that happen yet. Like, if anything, the movie's gotten maybe slightly better, slightly worse, but not, no serious change has happened with the three movies we've done before as far as the monthly viewing. So, maybe this will be the one that... Every month, I just, like, have completely different opinions on it. Sure. Uh, and that'd be funny. I mean, that'd be fun. I, uh, I will also say, yeah. if if not, and if you do end up just not really liking this one as much as Chris and I, I think that's interesting, because it's sort of a flip-flop of Garfield, maybe? I don't know. Not of Garfield. I we guess. none of us really I mean, like I Garfield. Didn't, I mean, I didn't like Garfield, but I think I tolerated it. Like, sure. I think that's where I stood on all the, overall. Like, I just think it's fairly harmless and, like, yeah. nonchalant enough that I was, like able to put on as a like casual background viewing well either way we watch it, it it's a yeah. different dynamic it is yeah it's a lot more high energy it's a lot zanier than the other movie no i'm saying uh, i'm saying you not being as crazy while chris and i oh yeah movie, for sure it's a different dynamic for us yeah i don't know i mean who knows maybe you guys will change on it maybe you'll maybe. be like i don't know what i was stuck because that's like kind of how i felt this <laughs> month like like i when I saw it in 2018, like rewatching, I was like, "Yeah, it's actually okay. Like, this is like a like a pretty inspired little live action animation mm-hmm. film." And then this month, I'm just like, "I don't know what I was thinking in 2018." So maybe, maybe that's how you guys All about feel. The and, yeah, maybe it's the case. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good place as any to wrap up for the month, and then we'll catch 
up with you guys and everyone else in February to see where we land on Scooby-Doo Viewing 2. Uh, with that, I'm Will. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And remember, kids, it ain't ogre. Till it's ogre. All right. See, see you, everybody. So much to do, so much to see, 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 so much to do, so much to see. Hey, school, that was fun. Let's grab another skateboard and like do it again, huh?